Today, we are talking about the mysterious death of a 19-year-old girl named Kanika Jenkins. Kanika attended a party with her friends. They had a little fun, they drank a little bit. Fast forward a few hours and Kanika found herself wandering the eerily empty halls of a hotel all by herself. And soon, she found herself in a predicament that she would not find her way out of. This is the mysterious death of Kanika Jenkins. Kanika Jenkins was a 19-year-old young lady who was born on May 27, 1998. She was, seriously the cutest, go look up her picture. She had a huge, bright smile with dimples, gorgeous dark skin, and not only beautiful, but she was very responsible and she had a great relationship with her mom, Teresa. Just like any 19-year-old girl, Kanika loved going out with her friends. On September 8, 2017, Kanika told her mom that she was going to go bowling and then go see a movie, and this was to celebrate Kanika's getting a job at a nursing home. Teresa let Kanika borrow her car, and she left around 11 p.m., but Kanika did not go to the movies or bowling when she left the house like she said she would. Instead, Kanika and three of her friends met up and they all went to a party located on the ninth floor at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois. Now, Kanika and her friends arrived to this hotel entering the side entrance around 1 a.m. I'm not quite sure what they were doing between 11 p.m., which is the time they left for the party, and 1 a.m., which is the time they arrived but nonetheless, they hung out doing something for a few hours before the party. Now, of course, this was 2017, so very similar to today, they shared their evening on Snapchat and Facebook Live videos. Some of the partygoers stated that Kanika wasn't really acting like herself. She would dance a little bit, but she seemed to be a little sad and she would go sit down. They also said that they did see her drinking some cognac, but other than that, she wasn't doing any drugs or smoking weed like some of them were doing. Around 3 a.m., the girls finally decided to leave the party. Kanika realized as soon as she got to the hotel lobby that she left her keys and her cell phone up on the ninth floor. For some unknown reason, the three friends decided to go get Kanika's belongings from the party without her. Kanika was really drunk, so maybe it was a case of, hold on, we'll go get it for you. So they all left her alone while the three of them went back to the ninth floor. Pause. Don't ever, ever, ever leave a single drunk 19-year-old female alone by herself. Someone should have stayed with her. I just can't understand. If they were going to just retrieve some keys and a phone, someone should have stayed with her. Resume. 
Later, the girls couldn't recall if they had left Kanika in the hotel lobby or if they had left her in the hallway of the ninth floor while they went into the room. I think it would make more sense that they left her in the hotel lobby because they were all gone for about 10 to 20 minutes. And when they got back to where they left Kanika, wherever that was, she was gone. Okay, they just need to look around for her. They checked around the hotel lobby, in the bathrooms, down the halls, but she was nowhere to be found. So the girls took a deep breath and decided to call Kanika's mom, Teresa, to let her know that they couldn't find Kanika, but they did have her keys and her cell phone. Immediately, the friends drove to pick up Teresa to bring her to the hotel so she could help them look for Kanika. Remember that Kanika had Teresa's car and this happened all around 5.30 a.m. But Teresa, she felt like the story that the three girls were telling her sounded a bit off. It didn't sound right, she told police at least. She could also tell, and very disappointed about it, that the girls had been drinking and seemed as if they were possibly high as well, under the influence of something else. Teresa knowing that her daughter was with them, asked them if Kanika had also been drinking. The girls told Teresa that Kanika only had one drink. Teresa actually knew that Kanika could not handle her alcohol very well. One drink would have been plenty to get this girl in an altered state. Teresa started searching the hotel. She actually went around knocking on many of the guest doors from the top to the bottom floor. Okay. You cannot do that. This will get you in a lot of trouble. And it did. The hotel management had to call 911. So Teresa at the front desk to deal with the issue requested or demanded, she was probably very upset, to see the security footage to see if they could see if her daughter left the hotel. And okay, I've heard so many podcasts about this case and the hotel staff gets so much heat for this. So let me tell you. I worked at the front desk of a hotel for years. Under absolutely no circumstance do you give away people's names, information, or definitely not room numbers. Do not let a random guest, or better yet, a stranger who doesn't even have a room there, view the hotel security footage. That would be the GM's job and the police's job. I also worked in pharmacy where HIPAA is like the most serious thing about the job. And I would equate HIPAA to hotel standards. You would appreciate the same thing done for you, I promise. So that's my soapbox of the day. Never give a room number. Don't let them knock on everyone's doors. This is how you avoid murders. So it's no surprise to me that the front desk said, Nope, sorry, you can't review the security footage until the police are involved, so you should probably file a missing persons report. But the hotel staff did go back and watch the footage of the entrances and exits of the hotel, and they never saw Kanika. At 7.15 a.m., after no luck in finding her daughter, Teresa called 911 to report Kanika missing. This 911 dispatcher told Teresa that Kanika's friends might just be lying to her, and that Kanika was probably just passed out drunk in some hotel room. He told Teresa to just go home, relax, and wait a few more hours for Kanika to sober up and go home. 
So she tried to make a missing persons report, but was told she needed to wait a few more hours before filing the report. Teresa calls again at 1.15 p.m. that afternoon. The official investigation began. According to the Daily Mail, the police showed up at 1.15 p.m. and couldn't find her. So Teresa goes back to the hotel at 6 p.m., makes a huge stink, and the staff calls the police. So they start searching again. At 10 p.m., an officer decided that maybe he should go back and review more of the surveillance footage. Maybe there was something someone missed. And what do you know? There she was, Kanika. And not just once on camera, she was on multiple surveillance cameras. She was stumbling through the hallways of the hotel lobby around 3.20 a.m. And if you remember, it was right around 3 a.m. that her friends left her to go back to get her belongings from the hotel room where the party was. So this fits right around that timeline. Kanika, to me, it just looked like she was aimlessly walking somewhere. She was obviously very intoxicated, stumbling into walls. Seeing this now, the police sent out a search team for her. The last that was seen of her on footage, she had gotten into an elevator and had taken it downward towards the lower level of the hotel. She stumbled out of the elevator, down the hall, and then taking the stairs into another hallway. This girl was belligerent. Kanika somehow found her way into the hotel kitchen, which was actually under renovation. It wasn't even being used at the time. The last seen footage was Kanika walking through this kitchen towards the double freezer. This particular freezer actually had a cooler in the front, like a fridge, and then a second door leading into the freezer. The freezer, even though the kitchen wasn't being used, was still on, and it was actually storing some food for a local restaurant that had leased it out for extra storage. That seems weird to me, but whatever makes you money. Kanika, again, out of her mind, found her way into the freezer and could not find her way back out. I have seen this footage and it is chilling to see someone literally walking to their death. At 12.48 a.m. on September 10th, 2017, Kanika was found dead inside of the freezer. She was lying on her side on the floor. Her hair was a wreck and one of her shoes was off. She had a small cut on her foot, the one that her shoe was off of, and she was frozen solid. Her toxicology report. It showed that Kanika's blood alcohol content was 0.112. So at this percentage, I mean, you can't drive, you're drunk, but it's not like that far off the legal limit, which is 0.08. You'll most likely start slurring your speech, slowed reflexes, you might stumble around if you're no good at handling your alcohol, like her mom Teresa said was the case with Kanika. And she definitely had more than just one drink. This is more like three drinks. She did have a prescription drug in her system, topiramate, which is usually prescribed for migraines or epilepsy. Sometimes they'll prescribe it for weight loss. Her mom said that as far as she was aware, she didn't know Kanika was on any prescriptions. And topiramate isn't a recreational drug. But it can make you drowsy or dizzy, and it can make you tired and have slow reaction times. And maybe this accompanied with the drinks made her extra dizzy and intoxicated. Kanika's death was ruled an accident, but her mother and her friends felt like this just did not make any sense. They believe that foul play may be involved in this case. 
Now to me, it's clear from the footage that Kaneko was alone when she entered the freezer, but some people speculate maybe she was lured into the freezer by someone off camera, maybe even by a hotel worker. And they state that there is actually no footage of her walking into the freezer, just heading towards it. People question why the hotel said they couldn't find any footage of Kanika. Maybe the hotel was trying to cover something up. There was a party, underage drinking. The room that was booked for this party was actually done so with a stolen credit card. There were probably illegal drugs there, but it's speculated that the hotel knew about this party because they had a noise complaint, but they didn't do anything about it. Here is more speculation. There's a theory that the video evidence was tampered with. There could have been someone following her and an employee could have edited out the person following her to hide what happened. And that's the reason the hotel refused to release the tapes to Teresa because they were busy editing them. That's a really big stretch for me. Again, being an employee at a hotel, the front desk is just doing their job. They honestly, truly couldn't care less about the things happening at the hotel. Like that's the GM's problem. If you don't own a business, you just work somewhere. You gotta know what I'm talking about. If your tail's not on the line, then who cares? That seems terrible to say, but... Something else I saw, a few sources state, they couldn't understand how Kanika could have made it to the freezer without anyone noticing her or stopping her. They thought it was really fishy that there wasn't a hotel worker in sight. There's no reason someone should not have noticed. However, here I am, again, to say that many hotels don't have many workers on duty in the middle of the night. Shift change for the overnight shift is usually about like 10 to 11 p.m. Some hotels have a single person on duty at nighttime or a single person in a night manager if they have the budget to have one. If not, it's just the night auditor. Basically someone who runs the numbers for the hotel from the day, as well as check people in who come in really late. That's why there were no workers there at 3 a.m. No workers on the laundry floor or near the kitchen or anywhere. To me, that's not strange. It was reported also that though the freezer was self-latching, it could be reopened with the push of this white circular handle, which was working fine. Here are my questions about that that I couldn't find anywhere. First, were the lights on in the freezer? Certainly for safety, right? I just imagine this like pitch black small room and maybe that's not the way it was. Secondly, was it obvious how to open the freezer? Look, I'd like to think I'm pretty smart, but sometimes I'm lacking a bit in the common sense department, you know? It might have taken me a good 10 minutes to figure out how to open a door with a circle push handle. I can only imagine a 19-year-old drunk Kanika trying to figure it out. Kanika's sister made the argument that the freezer door was heavy, and she said there's no way if she were that drunk could she have had enough strength to open the freezer door. If she had enough strength to do it, she would have had enough strength to walk straight, which leads her to believe that foul play was at hand. So remember how I said Teresa stated that Kanika's three friends were kind of acting strange? Of course, they were drunk, but beyond that, their stories about what happened after the party were inconsistent. This could just be memory problems. If you're drunk, you're probably not gonna remember exactly what happened. 
like they told Teresa that Kanika had gone downstairs with some people, but then that they left her alone to go get her phone. Teresa stated that their stories just changed over and over. Teresa and her family ended up filing a lawsuit against the hotel for $50 million. They claimed that the hotel was negligent for not properly securing the freezer or having it locked off to the public. They said that the hotel was to blame for not doing anything to stop the raging party in the hotel room. Apparently, there were 30 people in this room. They had a noise complaint, but the staff didn't do anything to stop it. And lastly, they alleged that staff members were negligent because they didn't allow Teresa to view the security footage. What do you think? The family and friends truly believe this incident was a murder. Personally, I don't see any evidence of that, even though you can't see Kanika walking into the freezer on surveillance. I personally think most everything was handled correctly by the hotel. Don't come after me. This is just coming from an ex-hotel employee. Maybe if they knew the severity of the situation, they would have broken the rules, but how could they have known that? They called the police, and it was the police's job to handle something like this. So if anything, I would blame the police, not the hotel staff. I think Kanika wandered around, found the freezer, and unfortunately, couldn't figure out how to get out in time. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Do me a huge favor and please subscribe to Moonless Nights so you're notified when any new episodes are available. And please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more episodes like it, or if you have any ideas for future episodes, email me at moonlesspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Recording, writing, audio editing, and brand design by yours truly, Perry Farlow. Music is by Samuel Francis Johnson, Jeff Harvey, and Music Unlimited. Thank you again so much for listening. Until next time, stay weird, people.